Thanks, Tim. Get there in the end, won't we? Thank you all so much. Um, it's so difficult to know what to preach as your last sermon to a group of people that you kind of have walked uh, the last three years with and in classic Sunday school uh, world, I guess. The answer is Jesus. It's always Jesus, isn't it? Um, so I'm going to preach on Jesus. Surprise, surprise. I'm going to miss that, aren't I? The ambulances. Maybe there'll be some that fly past us over in Benjworth. Who knows? I want to start off by showing you a couple of photos that I think are pretty, pretty incredible, actually. Um, if you could have the first picture up, that'd be amazing. This, uh, this picture is the first photo uh, that was ever taken of a single uh, using a quantum microscope. You can see in the middle of it the kind of little uh, black dot, uh, which is kind of the, the nucleus, basically. Um, and, and that's kind of the, where the neutrons and protons and things are. And then around the outside is what kind of looks like a cloud. That's actually just one electron that is just whizzing around the outside of this thing really, really, really fast. It kind of creates this cloud uh, effect. It's an extraordinary picture, isn't it, that we can actually see what an atom looks like. I think it's amazing. Um, and from the very small to the very big, we're going to stick up another photo. This, I mean, I think this looks like something from Star Trek. It's extraordinary, isn't it? You just think, surely that's got to be made up. But that is a real photograph. It's a real photograph of something called the Eagle Nebula in space. It's a huge mass of stars, uh, of gases, of other bits of kind of stuff all floating around that creates this huge and beautiful uh, thing in space. What do these, uh, uh, a Hubble photo, by the way, just from Hubble Space Telescope. So what do these two photos have in common? Well, I guess very little in many ways. One is the smallest thing we could possibly imagine, and one is absolutely enormous and very far away. But what it does, um, what does unite them is the power of magnification, the power of magnification. Ever since the first magnifying glass was invented in the 13th century, we've used magnification to look closely at the very, very tiny and to bring those things that are distant, that are so far away, uh, close. That's what we do when we magnify things. And in this scripture today, we heard from the English Standard Version where in verse 3, it says this. It says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. In some other translations, it says things like glorify the Lord or tell of the Lord's greatness, all of which are good translations. It's valid translation. But the older translations generally go with magnify which I think is helpful because when we magnify something, it has a profound effect on how we understand the thing that we're viewing and how it relates to its surroundings. And here in this Psalm of David, he's urging the people of Israel to magnify the Lord together, to glorify the Lord together, to make others aware of how great God is. That's what he's saying. 
And for me, this renewal project over in Bensworth is about the church coming together, disparate parts of the church, different church communities coming together as one community to work together to magnify Jesus, to make his name great. And we do this for the sake of the church because we need a magnified Jesus and we do it for the sake of the world. And we're doing this because when we magnify anything, I think there's four things that happen. I'm just going to put a header up on the screen, hopefully. When objects are magnified, the significance of things is unveiled. When we magnify, the significance of things is unveiled. Secondly, distant things come closer. Thirdly, clarity gets revealed And finally, scale starts to become relative. It's no longer an absolute thing. It changes. So we're going to go through these. And firstly, when it comes to significance being unveiled, let's unpack that. You know, before anyone had ever pointed a quantum microscope at an atom, they were still important, right? Like they they still were doing something. Before we even knew that atoms were a thing, they they were still doing important things, you know, with these kind of electromagnetic forces inside them, they were basically holding all matter together, whether we know about it or not. They're just doing their job. And magnifying an atom, seeing it up close, doesn't give it significance. It has significance already. It's innate. But magnifying it unveils that significance which is already present. We actually get to see it. We go, wow, this is what's going on here. It's already going on all the time, whether we knew it or not. But look, this is what they do. Atoms hold everything together. As the people of God, we know, don't we, that Jesus is important. He's doing work that is absolutely critical to our existence. Without Jesus, we cease to breathe. We cease to be. And he's doing that every second of every minute of every day. God is working. But there are millions of people that don't have a Jesus microscope. And so it's up to us, whether it's you guys here in Worcester or us going over to Benjworth, uh, to call people over and say, hey, look, check this out. You know that thing that might only be a speck on your radar, like a tiny speck of dust on on the floor of your life called Jesus? Well, it might just be come and have a look with me. If we look together and and look deeply at this, you might just find Jesus is absolutely the thing that is holding everything together. And he might have just got overlooked. Let's look at that together. Secondly, distant things come close when we magnify. So not all magnification is about getting tiny things and making them kind of look bigger. Sometimes it's just that there are things that are really, really, really far away, uh, and we, we, we can't see them because of distance. The picture that you saw earlier uh, of the Eagle Nebula is actually looking at a patch of space that at that distance is 70 light years wide. Okay. Now, for, for those of you that don't understand this stuff, which is, yeah, a bit like me in many ways, a, a light year is, isn't an amount of time, it's a distance. 
Um, and 70 light years is 420 trillion miles wide. Okay, that photo that you saw is 420 trillion miles wide, that patch of space, okay? It would take Richard Branson on his best spaceship three million years to travel the width of that photo, and that is a speck in space that we cannot even see. In that situation, it's not that what's in view isn't significant, it isn't magnificent, it isn't awesome, it's all of those things. It's unbelievably great, it's just that distance has separated us so far that we cannot perceive it. Now, on one level, the truest level, God is never far away from anyone. Geographically speaking, God is close all the time, yeah? But we also know that our mess, the kind of ugliness of human sin and the things that we do to hurt each other terribly, you just have to look at the front page of a newspaper, don't you, any day of the year, and you'll see people hurting one another. And this and the pride of our hearts creates a spiritual and moral distance that is uh, so vast. You know, without Jesus, we may as well be 420, however many million, trillion miles away <laughs> from God. And that's because Jesus is holy. He's perfect. And, and on my best day, I'm still a long way away from him, you know. But when you, when we lift Jesus up, when the church glorifies and magnifies Jesus up and says, you know, check him out. He is the answer to your deepest questions, your deepest need. We're showing people the way to draw close to God. By the means of the cross through the death and the resurrection of Jesus, in, in Jesus we kind of have a spiritual telescope. That which is distant is able to be brought close again. He can close the gap. Thirdly, when we magnify something, clarity is revealed. As well as making the tiny large and the distant come close, we magnify in order to know and understand the subject better. The sheer, sheer amount of extra data and information that we have because of magnification, we understand things way better than we used to. Um, if we can have the next picture. So this is a lace wing, which you'll probably be quite familiar with. Apparently it's a good friend in your garden if you've got aphids eating everything. Um, introduce some of them and they kind of, you know, tear their way through it. <laughs> um, so we can look at that already magnified and think, oh, that's well cool. But if we go really, really, really close and zoom in one more time, that is a lace wing's eye. Now, I, you probably never have seen one of them, I would imagine, most of us. Look at the color of it, the structure, the little kind of hexagon shapes of it. Isn't it just, doesn't it just blow your mind? How amazing is that? And that's the kind of insight that we can only get because of magnification. In this case, you know, we magnify and we get deeper understanding about how the insect sees and hunts and behaves and what it why it does what it does and how it does what it does. And I think one way that in which we can magnify Jesus is by individually and corporately uh, engaging with scripture. 
you know, when we go deep and we look intently at the text, even just the word as we are today. So, I mean, today's like a word study on magnify. That's all we're doing. We're just going very, very deep and specific. Sometimes we go broad, sometimes we zoom in tight, and that's what we're, we're doing today. But even just a word, you know, by doing that, the church, hopefully, if we're doing our job right, gains further understanding of what God is like. We are magnifying the Lord now as we speak, as we listen, as we think. It's a magnification process. And I don't know about you, but I often find that when I have newly discovered something about God, you get those moments, don't you, where something just clicks? It's like a revelation moment. You go, oh my goodness, Jesus did that for me. Or, oh my goodness, God is like that. And I'd never seen that before. For me, certainly, you know, that that makes me want to magnify God even more. I go and I tell my friends, I'll talk to other people, I'll say, oh, I thought about that, that's amazing. I'll speak to Debbie and I'll be like, have you thought about that before? I've never thought about that before. That's amazing, isn't it? You know, that actually we, we magnify God more when we engage with scripture and we gain clarity. When the church collectively strives to magnify God in this way, Jesus becomes in our eyes even more magnificent, doesn't he? We see different facets of God. It's like looking at a diamond and you see the, the light reflecting in a different way and you see more of the beauty present. And lastly, finally, whenever we magnify something, scale becomes relative. If we take the text of a newspaper article, for example, there should be, a, again, another slide coming up in just a second. If we take the text of a newspaper article and we blow up, we magnify that which is present on the page, that appears larger, but relative to the other stuff around it, it all starts to look smaller, doesn't it? Stuff relative to what's being magnified becomes smaller. And I don't know if this resonates with you guys, but I think we're in an era where there is more encouragement in the prevailing uh, culture to magnify the self than ever before. That in popular culture, in social media, it, it's, about, it's about me. It's about self-promotion, self-endorsement, self-magnification, that I'm bigger, I, I'm better, I'm this. But as we do this, it has the effect of making others less significant. There isn't room for us and our ego to get bigger and bigger and for everybody else to remain significant in our lives. Like we, we have to watch that, don't we, I think. But more than that, you know, if, if I spend a huge amount of time magnifying myself, what happens to God? He's got to get smaller, right? I mean, he doesn't actually get smaller. But in our view, which is what we're talking about, God gets smaller. If we're the, if we're the you know, if we're Tom Cruise in the movie, God has to be the extra, you know, he there's nowhere else to go. There can only be one Tom Cruise, right? Um, God gets minimized in our view. You know, John the Baptist is the figure in the Bible who I think understands what it means to magnify Jesus more obviously, I think, than anyone else in Scripture. He had the crowd's attention. He had 
a ministry that was successful and thriving, lots of followers. People thought a great deal of him. But when Jesus turned up, his response was, oh my goodness, this guy is like so much more than I am. And what's his response? It's to get out of the way. <laughs> He's got to get out of the way of Jesus. He says, Jesus, you must increase. Be magnified. You get bigger. And for you to get bigger, I've got to get smaller. I've got to get out of the way. Please hear me. This isn't a statement on the value of human beings. This isn't a kind of, we've got to become groveling and worthless. No, no, no. It's about role. So, John the Baptist is saying he had to back off, he had to back away to allow Jesus to do what he's called to do, to fulfill his mission. He had to become bigger. And so John stepped back, he became smaller. And actually, you know, what we see is that when Jesus is magnified in our life, when he is under the lens, when he's in view all the time, in focus, then other things actually take the right priority, other things take the right place. In this psalm, the psalmist begins by praising God because he's just so aware of God's awesomeness. He's looked deeply and intently at the face of God and just praise just pours out of him. And then we hear about his fears being relieved because actually when God is huge, your fears start to shrink. They have to. I know that. I know that if I'm sort of pressing more into God and I'm focused on who God is and I'm, I'm, you know, in tune with him and I'm more prayerful, I'm in a place where I'm reading scripture and, you know, God is a bigger deal in my life, I know that other stuff doesn't seem as big. It's just true. And boy, you know, there are all sorts of things swirling around at the moment, aren't there? where people need a deep knowledge of a big, close, magnified God. You know, with COVID and Brexit and climate change and political polarization, there is so much in the world that we could be worried about. These things are big things, but maybe, maybe if God was bigger for us, maybe if we magnified God more, maybe those things wouldn't, kind of occupy our minds in quite the way they do. Maybe they wouldn't have quite the same power to overwhelm us. Okay, I'm aware of the time. I'm going to wrap this up. Um, I guess what I'm saying is going over to Bengeworth and doing this thing, and it's not really Bengeworth specific. I just see this is what, what we do, right? But as we go over to Bengeworth, uh, and you guys continue here practicing the way of Jesus, um, my encouragement to all of us would be that there are people everywhere for whom Jesus is small. <laughs> He's just a speck on the radar. He's so small, so insignificant. But just like the atom, he is doing so much. We can help make him big, yeah? That's part of the job of the church. We make Jesus big for people that can't see him. There are people everywhere for whom Jesus is distant. It's like just God is just far away. Like, where are you, God? I'm going through this stuff and you're nowhere to be seen. We can give people a Jesus telescope. 
and bring him close. Yeah, there are people everywhere for whom when it comes to Jesus, everything is just unclear. I mean, really, seriously. There's a lot of confusion out there about Jesus. You know, I mean, like, there was a, there was a poll done a few years ago, a few years ago um, and, and like 40% of people thought Jesus was a fictional character. They didn't even think he lived. Like, seriously, that is unclear. Like, that is not, <laughs> that's, that's not true. It's just not truth. You know, we want to bring clarity. We can be the people that bring clarity. And believe me, finally, there are people everywhere now more than any time in recent history for whom the enormity of the challenges of life is just crushing. It's like that is huge and God is small. But friends, you know, we're the family of God characterized by faith and hope and love. Amen. And we can be the ones who can say to people, you know, I get it. I get the stuff you're dealing with is huge, but there is somebody who is bigger. There is someone who is bigger and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen.